I do not like broccoli. And I haven't liked it since I was a little kid. And my mother made me eat it. And I'm president of the United States. And I'm not going to eat any more broccoli. What the hell is that? Yes, my name is Brian. What would you say you do here? Stone on air. I'm so happy I could die. I'm so happy I could die right now. All right, welcome in. It is the Stone on Air podcast. I could die because I'm so happy. Just kill me now. This was the first little rough draft, if you will, of the open from a couple of years ago. And I've been going through all the old audio and just I hadn't listened to it in over a year. A lot of the archives anyway. Find the show anywhere you download any podcast. You already knew that. At Stone on Air on all social media. You already knew that as well. I hate Facebook. I barely can stand Twitter anymore. Instagram bores the hell out of me. Snapchat is a total bore fest as well. TikTok is where my social media activities are consumed on a daily basis. All right. Thank you for being in. I'm getting this started again late on a, on a Tuesday. But one thing I have realized, again, I, I, I apologize at times because it, it does feel like I'm talking to a new audience in the last three weeks. Uh, the numbers actually show that people like the standalone podcast way more than they liked the three to four and occasionally five times a week radio show. Radio shows are not podcasts. Podcasts are not radio shows. They can be disguised as one another, but they're not the same thing. Having this thing released in the middle of the week tends to be the uh, the best way for more consumption of it. We'll see how that goes uh, forward. Although that does bring it back to the somewhat for-profit venture rather than the, or excuse me, to the supposed for-profit venture rather than the somewhat profit venture. But at the end of, uh, of that run of almost a year on the radio, that was proving to be more and more difficult to make it a profitable situation. I'll spend the rest of this year trying to figure out what to do, what I'm going to, you know, how I'm going to repackage things into next year, then probably likely change nothing and just continue doing the same old bleep that I always do. So we'll see from there. Coming up today, I got a handful of things to get to here in the open. In the uh, second segment of the show, I'm going to spend some time on the masks, school, kids, uniforms, uh, bullying, uh, mandates, uh, requirements for vaccinations, that whole thing. Spend a few minutes on that. And in the final segment of the show, I am going to uh, basically just give you a recap of my weekend. It started from the hashtag best day ever, and it ended in the hashtag worst day ever. Now, that's hyperbole. Neither were, the, neither were either of those. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. But it was a, uh, a tale of two halves of a weekend, and I've officially put a cancellation on something that I have previously really enjoyed in my life, especially pre-COVID, and um, kind of just wrap that up anecdotally in the final segment of the show. I've also got three pieces of audio for you that I've been just flying through the internet tonight, primarily TikTok, but Twitter as well, trying to find some uh, something cool for today, and I, I ended up finding three. If you try hard enough, you always can, and it doesn't have to be, especially now that I'm just back on the podcast, I can do this however I want, but I enjoy doing this. I think it's fun. I'll give you the realest thing. Say a woman speaking of being in her 40s now, the coolest thing and TikTok thing, the TikTok thing, what sandwich shop that you uh, consider your favorite, what that says about you. All that coming up uh, shortly. 
the tail end of this segment. And what I have also noticed in the last two weeks, this will be my third week uh, back to standalone recording in the uh, studio office at the house, is that I kind of like doing this again. I went for years of doing strictly radio and then added a little podcast element to it towards the end. Then it all hit the fan in June of, of 16, and I went to just recording the podcast, and I didn't like it because I didn't know what it was. I wasn't sure what it was supposed to be. I wasn't sure what my tone was. I didn't know who my audience was, and I didn't know what I was doing, really, because as I just mentioned, they're not the same thing. And then I got back into a more live radio uh, environment for almost a year, and I realized while, while much more challenging and much more fun, literally the word fun can be used there, when in between the lines, in the hour, you know, live bullets flying, that's fun. It's exhilarating to a certain degree, but it's very difficult, or at least it's difficult to, to be good at it. It's not difficult to just have a blowhard hack talking to a microphone. Just turn on most radio stations in this city, and you'll find that out real quick. Uh, but I realized that that was a lot of work for very little compensation, and this is actually back to fun now. I, I took this for granted. This is not as difficult as I acted like it was, and it's a little bit more fun than I originally thought. So anyway, catching up on there. A few other things here. Move kind of quickly. Nothing. I've printed off some stuff, but I'm not going to get into it uh, as much this week. I'm just going to kind of hit headlines or ideas, thought starters I've have that I'll, I'll be on the show in the next week or two, or we'll just see how it, how it unfolds. I was wondering this the other day. Local guy Nick Lutzko, content creator, music uh, musician, bands. You know, you know the guy. And if you don't, you should, and he's long overdue to be on the show. Maybe we'll do that sometime soon. But I was wondering the other day, his new record that just kind of came out of nowhere, he put together during COVID, songs from the computer. Quite literally just made them on his computer and released them on social media. And then he has pressed it into a vinyl this year. And I don't buy a lot of things anymore. I, I still like to collect music, but I generally have finally gone to you know listening to Music services and streaming and that kind of thing. It took a long time. I still bought records and CDs a lot. I don't really anymore. Occasionally on record store day, maybe. But I purchased his new record because it, the I can't remember the guy's name. Damn it, forgive me. Uh, local guy does incredible artwork. And this is no exception to some of the best work he's ever done. The cover and the inlays. It's a beautiful looking record with a, I believe it's a tie-dyed colored press. I can't wait to get my hands on this thing. I paid full freight. I didn't ask for any kind of favors or comps or anything. And that seemed like that was like six, eight months ago. It seems like it was it was last year. I can't remember. So the other day, I was actually thinking about, do I want to bother Nick by texting him just to say, listen, dude, I can't remember. Did I buy your record or not? I literally couldn't remember. And I started looking through my email receipts and, and going to his band camp and looking at his website, and there was no updates and I just thought, maybe I'm dumb. I mean, I know I'm dumb. Maybe I'm just, you know, I forgot that I didn't ever order it. and uh, Or maybe there's a delay in shipment. I don't know. Quite literally, within a day or two of me having those thoughts of maybe I need to reach out to Nick, I got the email saying, your order for Nick Lutzko's song on the computer is, uh, well, it cut off there for whatever what it says. But the, here's your tracking number. It has shipped. And uh, I'm not here yet, but I'm expecting it. By the end of the week or the beginning of next week. I cannot wait to purchase that. Put it in a frame up on the wall. Get them to sign it for me. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous piece of artwork. And the music is on it is fine. I'll never put it on a record player and listen to it. I've heard it a thousand times. And I've got it on all my social medias. And I love vinyl as much as the old school rock and roll music guy does. But I'm not usually going to sit around and listen to vinyl. It's just not 
what I do, but I do collect them. So if you're waiting on your Nick Let's Go record and wonder what happened to it, it's likely on its way. Bonnaroo entry protocols, as we are now just a, a little over three weeks away from the delayed festival on Labor Day weekend. Those were officially announced yesterday. I'm very happy about that, and I'll tell you why more specifically in the next segment of the show. Another thing that popped up on my day today as I was trying to put together today's show, well, since the exit from the radio station, so does my freeloading uh, login information for the Times Free Press. So after a year of having free access online, I don't know what I'm going to do. I try to limit my my budget to things online, but I really do use the timesfreepress.com a lot. I rely on it. I make fun at times because I make fun of everything. I think it's a fantastic newspaper. I think it costs too much, but I understand why they do what they do, and um, I want access to that damn paper. I just don't know that I'm going to keep paying for it. So if you go to log in, send me a, an email at stoneandirongmail.com, please, and thank you. Uh, Cuomo stepped down. I didn't think that was going to happen. That's a good thing. Get the hell out of here, dude. I don't know what the hell's going on. You seem like a creep. Um, the quicker he steps away from that, the better his old man life is going to be. Uh, let's see. Just checking these off as I go. Talked about that already. Oh, and a Dennis Leary song, or probably the only Dennis Leary song ever came up, which I'll get into the second segment of the show. I figured play some of that. If you, um, if you know Dennis at all, you know what song I'm talking about. And the budget was introduced to the city council on Tuesday, the 10th. That was yesterday. And I was going to do a longer segment on it, and I, and I still will into the future. It's just, it's a little convoluted for me to understand enough to, to have commentary on it, to have a monologue about it. But there's a portion of the website that I, I believe is brand new, and I, I retweeted it on Twitter. Likely you didn't see that because most people aren't on Twitter. But I'm sure it's on Facebook and all the other ones, too. It's a new... I think it's new. I've never seen anything like it before, but Andy Burke wasn't exactly the kind of hip, cool guy that would get on social media and share anything like this. It is a color-coded pie graph, charts, numbers, like top to bottom, expenditures, revenues, like very detailed, very comprehensive on the uh, upcoming fiscal budget. And uh, it was just fascinating to poke around and look at for a little bit. And I highly suggest if city finances are something that concerns you in any way or just bored one day, take a look at it because it's it's pretty well done. And um, I, I think that's a very good step to what might end up just being a semblance. It might not even be real, but a semblance of transparency within government that Tim Kelly's been telling you and me and everybody who will listen this entire time that he's been doing this for the last couple of years of the push to be the mayor that he's going to do. They all say it. Majority of them are liars. We'll find out what happens uh, with, with Tim and his, his administration, but he surrounded himself with people who really know what they're doing, innovative, and um, I didn't just want him to win because he's my friend. I wanted him to win because I thought he would be great mayor for Chattanooga. So I might take a deeper dive on that later in the future and uh, and see where that money is. So one thing I could tell, just from the pretty much literal glance that I made, was that the ex- expenditures are going considerably up. And a, a majority of it is from just the, the, the color-coded blue bar that said government expenditures. Not so much a bunch of the other ones. 
Is that good or bad? I don't know. I'll make up my, my mind on that at another time. But it looks like we've been operating around a $250 million budget for the last several years. By the indications that I could see at a quick, just a little bit more than a glance, that might be pushing closer to 300 by next year. And we know that'll upset a lot of the types that pretend to care about these kinds of things and the ones that truly do care about these kinds of things, though they probably will not go to the website and take a look and educate it for themselves. They'll just wait for a headline somewhere on Facebook and one of those, I heard spending's up 550 billion, $100 million. That, that's what people will wait for is their dipshit friends on, on social media to tell them about it. I'm telling you, there's a whole website that can tell you exactly where the money is and isn't going, and it is through .gov, Chattanooga, cityofchattanooga.gov. If you want to find it, I got all the confidence in the world that you will be able to find it. All right, let's do these three here real quick. Uh, these are all good. These are all good. I could have named them anything. I did realest thing, coolest thing, and TikTok thing. We will start with the realest thing, and I, I, I get this more and more the older I get. This, oh, your best time of your life, the prime of your life, in your 20s, in your late 20s, early 30s. And, and you know, the old, we all understand it. We all experience getting older, and we all do it in different ways or some different ways, but probably a lot of us do it similarly. I don't want to be 22 again. I don't want to be 25 again. I mean, I do, but I don't, right? It was such a stupid time in American culture life, no matter what time you were in your 20s. And I work with a lot of guys that, you know, drive beer trucks. It's a young man's job. So I deal with young guys all the time. And so often I'm just like, oh, my God, tell me I wasn't like that. So anyway, this is just some uh, some some woman on on TikTok who kind of just spells that very thing out in a little less than a minute. This is today's real thing. I'm so tired of people saying your 20s are the best years of your life. You know what I did in my 20s? I overdrafted my bank account and I had sex with guys who couldn't spell definitely. You know what part of my life is gonna be lit as fuck? My 40s. You know what I'm gonna do in my 40s? I'm gonna wake up on a Saturday before the sun rises and I'm gonna do some yard work. I'm gonna say things like, oh, I know it's weird, but I love the smell of mulch. And then during the day, I'm gonna sit in my home that has central AC and a washer dryer. And when I get thirsty, I'm gonna head out to the garage where I have my old fridge that's now stocked with seltzers. I'm gonna say things like, oh, it's nine, I should head home, it's a little late. I'm gonna wear tunics, I'm gonna buy all my shoes at Kohl's. And when songs come on the radio, I'm gonna say, these kids' music, I can't even listen to it. But in our defense, in our 20s, the men that she had sex with, the boys, that uh, the 20-something-year-old boys that couldn't spell definitely, that damn word still gets me sometimes. And how about the refrigerator in the garage full of your uh, of your jam, of your drink? That's every damn one of us. Uh, this is, I'm calling it the coolest thing. It is a black guy's account, and it's titled, Black Folks Love Voice Switching. It ain't my TikTok account. I didn't name it. It wasn't my idea, but I loved it. It's today's coolest thing. What I was saying, my boy, yeah. But after I get out of work, I'm going to come to the spot where I pull up, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, shout Hold on, hold on, cuz. I gotta take an order real quick. Yes, I'll have the two um, chicken filet biscuits with some hash browns and an orange juice. Yes, that'll be all. Thanks. Yeah, bro. Like I was saying, dog, it ain't even worth it, bro. Shouty trip. I don't know what the hell going on. <laughs> it's so damn good. It's just good. It's funny. You know it is. It's today's coolest thing. The final one here, we wrap up the open segment. 
It is today's TikTok thing. What the sandwich shop, your favorite sandwich shop, says about you. I could identify with more of this than I thought. What your favorite fast food sandwich chain says about you. Every time I see a Jimmy John's, I think, country boy, I love you. Uh, I imagine that you go to the lake and shotgun beers with your family every summer. You probably drive a gas guzzling truck, uh, probably hold dead fish in all of your dating app profile pics. (laughs) Um, Not a criticism, just the vibe that I get. Also, all of their windows advertise free smells, which makes me super uncomfy for some reason. Jersey Mike's is the official sandwich choice for hot people. If you eat at Subway, you are a college student who had to grab food on campus, and it was between this and an El Pollo Loco. Or you're just a person who doesn't branch out very often. You've been ordering the same sandwich combination from here since 2005. Firehouse slaps, what can I say? This is the opposite of Togo's energy. You are a cocky motherfucker. Schlotzky's by far has the best name. I thought it was the same name as the dog from that 70s show, but apparently that's Shotzi. Based on the name alone, I'm going to say this is the official sandwich chain for creative types and people with an all-around amazing sense of humor. I couldn't agree anymore. I worked at three different Schlotzky's in my life. So yes, I, I, I fall into her latter category. I also can identify with Subway because I have been ordering the same stupid BMT sandwich from Subway since probably 2005. Once again, TikTok rules the day. Coming up next, mask in school, mask in buildings, mask in festivals. Are we going to mandate vaccines? You have to have a passport. You don't. Bullying, uniforms, Bonnaroo. It's all coming up next. More of Stone on Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At StoneOnAir.com. There's no science behind mask mandates or standing apart from people actually slowing the spread. There is science that the vaccine and also natural immunity have slowed the spread of this. But really, putting masks on our kids is is not something based in science, and it's a disservice to our kids. So our kids should be able to go to school unmolested by their government, and uh, we should try to uh, you know do the best we can during this. But let's give facts out there. Let's don't uh, you know spread the misinformation that everyone's dying from the Delta variant. The truth is that it's more contagious but less deadly. Folks. I'd like to see the the best word to describe Rand Paul is asshole. About me, about you. And then it got me thinking of the, the classic, maybe the best song of the 1990s. Of it's not a tribute to about the best song from Jack Black. Maybe, below the maybe the best song. How'd you like the, we need, our kids need to be unmolested by the government. It's an interesting choice of words. Let's sit back and have a sing-along for a few minutes, shall we? I'm just a regular with a regular job I'm your average white suburbanite slob I like football and porno and books about war I got an average house with a nice hardwood floor my wife and my job my kids and my car my feet on my table and a Cuban cigar turn my microphone alright here we go sometimes that just ain't enough to keep a man like me interested Oh no, no way uh-uh. No, I've gotta go out and have fun At someone else's expense Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, a borderline yeah, yeah, could be the yeah. the national anthem In the ultra-fast lane While people behind me are going insane I'm an asshole, yo, 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 yo I'm an asshole, yo, 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 yo,
this right here, best line ever. I walk around in the summertime saying, how about this heat? Is it wet enough out there for you? Boy, hot enough for everybody out there? Daggum. Shit fire, it's hot out there today. Dang. Shut up. Leave me the hell alone. And in some portion of this song, it, it, it characterizes every single one of us. In some form or fashion, there's one line in this song that identifies to every single one of us. Driving in the fast lane slow, pissing on the toilet seat, small talk when it's at its most worst timing possible. Suburbanite men loving porno and, and, and rock music and, and books about war. It's it's perfect. And then so after I got thinking about Rand Paul, he's he's not quite the punchable face that Ted Cruz is, but he's close. But he is an asshole. I mean, he gets up there and fight. And I don't I don't hate Rand Paul. I loved his dad, as a matter of fact. Love Ron Paul. Um, but he's just regularly picking fights in the Senate, especially with Fauci. And whether you agree with that or not is not the point. That's just a, just a bad look. It looks like a bunch of bullies. It looks like a bunch of school children speaking of that. And uh, so that just popped in my head. Figure we'd do that for a few minutes. Why in the hell not? So here's the deal. When it comes to mass schools, kids, uniforms, bullying, mandates, vaccines, all these things. I have said this on the radio show a few times. So if you're a podcast only person and you miss these, you'll, I'll say it again. I have not cared or been concerned really even in the slightest about COVID-19 since the minute I heard about it. And I can, it is a remember where you were when I first heard about it. I can't remember what day it was. I can't remember what was going on. I was at my old building in my old magnificent, magnificently awesome, magnificently, why can't I talk? Uh, amazing office, comfortable work environment, sitting at my desk, and I think I had some uh, sinus issues that day, which I happen all the time. And someone's like, hey, you got the coronavirus? I'm like, I thought they were making a joke about corona beer. We sell corona beer. Uh, the hell are you talking about, bro? Hey, man, it's in China. Look it up. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, dude. And then that was probably December of 19. Quite literally, probably December of 19, maybe January of 20. And I was just like, I don't know what this is, and I don't care what this is. And then a month or two later, it starts to turn into we all know we were all there. And I still didn't care. If you remember, we've gone through many, many pandemics and outbreaks across the world this entire century. Swine flu and SARS this and blah, blah, that and blah, blah, this. It wasn't the same might not have even been, might be even, that was more dangerous than this. I'm not sure. We didn't shut down entire world economies over it. I can't really remember. The media didn't make a big deal about it. And if the media is not making a big deal about it, which I'm definitely sour on the media these days, it took me a long time. I'm finally coming around. Then the, America's not going to pay attention to it. When that's all the media will talk about every single day, and Trump is under fire every single minute of every single headline. I hate the guy, but I mean, yeah, enough's enough already sometimes. So is it that much different from that? I don't know. But I didn't care the minute I heard about it. And then when Pearl Jam 
canceled or postponed their show in Nashville on my birthday week in early March. I remember exactly was when I heard that. My ex-girlfriend at the time was yelling up the stairs, oh my God, did you hear this? Pearl Jam canceled. I was like, you're, you're, you're kidding me. This can't be true. This can't be real. And that was just the beginning of all of this. Now, I'm going to be arrogant about it a little bit and be me about it because, because in my defense, I understand, I believe that it's real and it's something that sh- precautions and procedures should be followed. And for the entire year, the entire freaking year and more, I have followed every guideline, every proposal, every procedure, every rule, every somewhat mandate, everything. And I've been quiet. I have not been yelling. I've not been on social media yelling about it like everybody, many, 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 many others do. I'm not screaming. I'm not even doing it on Twitter anymore. I just wanted to have some peace. So if it took wearing a stupid ass mask on my face, I would do it. I believe most of this is optics. There's no way it doesn't help. There's no way that blocking germs from getting in and out of your face can't help with the spread of a virus. God damn it. This is like talking climate change. Of course, we're destroying the planet. It's not a debate. But is it necessary as far as the mask mandates are concerned? That I don't know. And I honestly don't really care. I'm going to Bonnaroo next week. Uh, next month and I'll have my face shield on because it's dusty as hell. And so it'll, it'll look like I'm following along Well, no, I'm actually just going to keep all the dust out of my nose, but I'll follow along. I've got my proof. I'll wear it around my damn neck with, as a lanyard. If you would like me, I'll be Wayne's world and uh, Wayne and Garth going to the backstage at Alice Cooper and Wayne's world two or Wayne's world one. It is actually, Hey, we got back. look at me, look at me. I got a, 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 a vaccine passport. I'll make a t-shirt and wear it if I need to. But as far as the wearing of the mask thing, again, we're back to optics here. Tim's doing it here locally, and that's fine. If you want to do that within city, city buildings, that's fine. I'm not, gonna, I'm not mad about it. But I'm done with it. I've done everything I was supposed to do. I wore the mask everywhere I went. I got the vaccine, not immediately, but pretty damn close to immediately. I've seen people now like, hey, look, I got the shot. Yeah, you have all, you've had all year. And so two things to get to here as I ramble on in this segment. One is the Bonnaroo thing, which I'll, I'll get that's less important, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. The other is this kid's thing with, with um, mask is cool. And the thing that people I don't think are paying attention to that is going to be small to us grown-ass adults who forget about these kinds of things, but I believe pretty big in the grand scheme of a child's life. It's not far. It's not hard for me to remember being a child or a young person. I'd like to consider myself not very old yet. And this is the concept of like uniforms in school was introduced around here right as I was getting out of high school. So I never had to have a uniform in public school. And that's all changed in most most schools, maybe countywide ever since. And the idea was, which I can't as an adult argue with. At the time, I didn't give two dams about it, but that if we keep distractions at a minimum, then children are going to have a better opportunity to learn and to focus. If every girl and boy has to wear the same style of clothes, we won't have to worry about the bullying and the status symbol nature of the ex- your self-expression amongst fashion and wardrobe. That's less important now 
I, I'd say it's it's I, I say that and I bet it's not. It's just it's just a different look and it's hard for me to identify with. So it probably is just as important. It's just the clothes look dumber again. The nineties are back. Kids are wearing short shorts and 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 young girls are wearing mom jeans. I don't know what the hell's going on, but whatever. Do whatever you want to do. But the idea that if we eliminate distractions, these children will be able to learn better. That was the reason for doing the, the uniforms, at least from my understanding. And if we go into this all loose with this mask thing, we're going to have some kids wearing it because their parents tell them to, some because they're wanting to be uh, from that ideological world, even though their brains are not sophisticated enough to truly be able to have an ideology yet. That's another thing I could spend a long time on is children with ideological thoughts. That's fine to be you know, involved and pay attention, but you don't know what you, you don't know anything, first of all. But so you're going to have that, and then you're going to have the defiant ones, the parents who say, not my child, not happening here, goddammit. And then you're going to have uh, a cr- cross- pollination of the two where kids are going to change their mind based on who their friends are that day or that week depending on what grade we're talking about one minute this shirt is cool the next minute i can't wear this shirt it's terrible why because somebody at school told me it looks stupid now what i told you i needed now i don't want you know this is just what kids do and so that's going to cause major distractions and then you're going to have certain teachers that it might try to require. Then you got, oh my goodness, my head's just spinning around. Meanwhile, these kids haven't been in school in a year. We got an entire generation that's forgetting how to spell their name in cursive or even spell it in, in, in just regular handwriting. I call it the other day, not cursive. What do you call not cursive? Not cursive? Whatever. So this is a disastrous mess. Disastrous mess. And all these damn adults, they're. Stupid ass parents that live their lives through social media and just like adult grown ass children. It's pathetic, man. So I don't know what you should do. I don't know what there should be. Just to go back with my original thought. I never cared about this to begin with. I played safe when I was involved with the public. The thing was for about a year, I wasn't involved with the public. I just stayed home. And so now if I go out and I go somewhere that says you must have a mask. I will either wear it or I will just not patron that establishment or visit that facility. It's that simple. I will not be mad. I will not have an attitude about it. I will not be condescending. I will not tweet about it. I will not put anything on Facebook or Instagram. I'll just move along. It's okay. It's fine. Difference here is I'm a 41-year-old grown-ass man, and these are a bunch of damn kids that don't know what the hell's going on. And they, on on a regular summer, when they have a regular year of school, the retention rate of that information is, depending on who you ask, pretty pathetic. And now much of these kids haven't been in school in a year to going on a year and a half. And all this fake-ass, I'm online, learning on Zoom bullshit. No, they're not. I, don't, I didn't need to read an article about that. I've been around plenty of kids, plenty of educators, and plenty of parents. They all say the same thing. It is a disaster. Not one person has said, no, it's working out pretty good over here. Not one. So that's it on that. As far as Bonnaroo goes, they're now mandating a uh, vaccine proof or a negative test in the last 72 hours. I will gladly show them that proof. And it's not because I'm scared of going to Bonnaroo. Same thing with Lollapalooza. I don't think Jazz Fest should have canceled. I think that was a bad move on their part. Maybe they know something more on the dollars and cents-wise because I know the Rolling Stones had to cancel because of non-COVID-related things. And maybe they just said, you know what? Screw this. We'll be fine. Let's just move all this 
because they're supposed to be in the spring. It's supposed to be in March, I think, right? March or April, I think. Maybe early May, whatever. But I don't. if it was strictly for COVID reasons, I don't think they should have done it. I think they should have also done the same thing, require to show you've been vaccinated or you have a negative test. And it's not because I think you're going to go to New Orleans Jazz Fest and die. It's not because I think you're going to go to Bonnaroo, Lollapalooza, and catch COVID and then spread it to a bunch of people who might spread it to other people who die. I don't think that'll happen. I don't think that'll happen at all. It's not much more than the damn flu at this point. But what it does do is it encourages people who might have been on the fence to get it done. It's not harmful. It's not going to do anything to you other than help the situation. I believe that wholeheartedly. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Who didn't know that? Of course you know that. I believe that this is a good thing to do and a part of the solution, not the problem. But I didn't do it because I thought that I was in danger or anybody who's going to contact, come in contact with me is in danger. Maybe that's foolish. Maybe I'm being naive. That's fine. It, whoever can think however they want to think. But I am very happy that all these these events are doing this. It's a good idea. And, it, and, it, and people can't think for themselves. The average asshole walking around can't think for themselves. And sometimes they need their favorite things to tell them what they need to do so we can have nice things again. It's really not that difficult. And all this Marge Taylor, Tyler Green stuff, if that's where the, you know somebody is, I can't, I can't help them. I can't help that. I can't help that. that <sighs> different kind of assholes. We're all a different kind of asshole. All right, so that's it on that. Coming up next. I had a good day, great day, and then like the worst day ever. And I've decided I am canceling something from my life to eliminate this awfulness that came about at the end of this past weekend. Nothing that matters, just a, a rundown of a, uh, a pretty, well, I think interesting because it's my life weekend. I'll tell you about it next. Maybe I shouldn't be singing this song, ranting and raving and carrying on. Maybe they're right when they tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to use a very specific word, and I don't mean it to be as bad as it sounds, but it was for me a joyless Olympics because there was nobody in the stands and because the Simone Biles story dominated the Olympics. And that is not a story of joy. That's a story of concern. That's a story, you know, that that's hard to deal with. And because Katie Ledecky wasn't dominant, because Caleb Dreschel, whatever his name is, was dominant, and I don't even really know who he is. And because the basketball, of course the United States won both men's and women's. And I, I, to me, Mike, I, I watched, but I watched without joy. I sort of watched like, oh, it's my job to watch. I never, I never loved it. Yeah, the... Uh... NBC broadcasts of the Olympics long-term. They'll get by. They'll survive. It's just another one of those things in the last year and a half that just, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work the way that we used to do it. 
NFL ratings down, NBA ratings down, Major League Baseball ratings down, all live action sports ratings down last year. Some a little, some a lot. And it wasn't because oh, somebody put a knee down on or something or other. Shut up. It was because the product sucked. Live action sports are just that, live and action and full of it and loaded with people who are excited and fanatical about it. You put a bunch of people on a field, they're just having practice. The NFL translated to TV okay, baseball did okay, NBA was a disaster. College football translated okay. Uh, and here we are into this year, and all those restrictions have been lifted, and ratings are, guess what? Oh, hey, look at that, up. Of course, the person who is on Twitter, Clay Travis, and any other blowhard hacks that want to Every time a rating is down, especially from a predominantly black sport, they want to, you know, hey, look at this. Look, 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 woke, 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 woke. Shut up. These are all, this is a production. This isn't just some people throwing the pigskin around. This isn't just some guys batting some balls into the outfield. Full houses, pitching changes, uh, the halftime shows, uh, uh, full arenas with fan participation in basketball games. It's all part of it. WWE, if you want to go that far from a production television show, without an audience, they got nothing. And the Toyota, Toyota, the Tokyo, excuse me, uh, Olympics were no different. It just looked like a bunch of people practicing. Hey, look, I'm running. For what? Who, who cares? I don't watch the Olympics normally anyway. It was still the highest rated show every day. Factor in the fact that it's an, a half a world away, 13 hours you know, into the future. Doc Brown and Marty McFly get into the DeLorean and go back to the future. Just It was a bad mix. It didn't work. And um, and just watch. NFL ratings are going to be through the damn roof this year. You know they are. Because things are getting back to the excitement and people are settling back in and can't wait. Cannot wait. But you won't see that. The Clay Travis uh, hacks of the world won't be like, hey, look, NFL ratings up 20%. That headline you'll never see. Not from a... Not from somebody like that. Not that that's surprising or anything like that. Uh, I was going to do a whole segment on that. I actually printed off something from uh, Wall Street Journal where they had a bunch of numbers of all the billions spent, all the billions lost. Tokyo is taking a bath on this. I mean, they are taking a hit in the wallet terribly hard on this and probably shouldn't have even probably shouldn't have even done it. But NBC had these huge contracts, and they're about to work out the next contracts for uh, – re-ups for both the winter and the summer games and they couldn't push it any further the nfl starts in a month nfl would dwarf olympics in ratings they couldn't have that they had to do it before seemed rushed and it was boring as hell it was so boring so they'll be fine they'll still be the games every four years might make, need to make some tweaks the way cities do this paris is next if I heard this right earlier, Paris is next in 20, uh, well, it should have been 2020. So in 24 will be Paris. And in 28, Los Angeles has the games again. And I heard, uh, I think it was Kornheiser or somebody who mattered, uh, who means and knows what they're talking about, that LA has said, we are not adding any infrastructure. And I'm sure they will a little bit, but they're, they're, we are going with only existing facilities for this, because a lot of times with the what is it, the IOUS, whatever the hell it is, they they mandate that you add new development to your city. That's part of the gig. That's part of how it works. That's part of how you win the bid. And LA said, "Yeah, I don't think so. 
We've got everything you need here. You don't like the rickety old Coliseum over there? Pound sand, take it somewhere else. And that's probably the approach that most big cities, if they want to do that, this going forward. Because I think the idea that this these games are here to kind of boon your city, like Atlanta did in 96, I think the, those days have come and gone. It worked for Atlanta beautifully. I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it, whether you think Atlanta's a good place or not. But uh, anyway, all right. So enough of that. Let's move on to this best weekend ever, or I mean best day ever into the worst day ever. Um, it started on Friday with just not doing anything, getting off work early. That was nice. Could have gone to nightfall. Easily could have done that, but I decided not to because I knew that I was going to have a couple of days in a row, and three days in a row is just uh, exhausting at this point. But I went down to the river, and Tennessee's Dead was playing, a local Dead cover band. They're not a tribute band. They're not a bunch of buffoons trying to look like the band members. They're just members of other local bands. And damn it, man, they're tight. They know what they're doing. They are good. Tyler Martelli on the lead guitar. Well, he splits lead on this. They all split it up. They do it beautifully, too. Um, Tyler's from Strung Like a Horse. Uh, Maria from Lavender. Uh, the other Tyler, his last name escapes me. He comes from Soul Mechanic. Carl comes from the Hemporium, I think, and some. Of, I, 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 I'm acquaintance with some of them, friends with the others. But anyway, and it was a blast from the past, man. It was, and well, man, it was a blast from the past. Weather was gorgeous, and there were so many people down there. I knew it was one of it's. It's where it's like my myself at Bonnaroo. I seek out people to small talk with. I'm in such a good mood. I scan the room to find people that I want to talk to. That's That goes counterproductive and intuitive to everything else I do in my life. Everywhere I go on a daily basis, whether it's a grocery store or uh, my day job regularly, which is hard to do there, obviously, because it's a small place, uh, just name it. If it's a place, I walk in with blinders on or just do a quick scan. Do I know anybody here? Okay, I think I know somebody in the corner over there. I'm not going over there. Stay away from that corner. Don't go over there. That's how I do my life most days. Not in a setting like this. Not at Bonnaroo. Not at a dead show. Not at a panic show. Not at a dead cover band show. Especially one where many people are out for the first time in a year. There was I talked to people who had not been out in over a year. And I would walk through the crowd and look for people that I was I even barely knew. And just high five them and give them a hug. It was so good. And I wasn't bothering anybody. We were all we were all having such a time. It was great. Also cost no money, so that was nice. Friends with a boat and some liquor drinks and I mean it was not, not nothing crazy. I'm about to go down that direction here in a minute. This wasn't that direction. This was beautiful. This was done early, called it a night, went home. Hey, while I'm at the show at Tennessee's Dead at Ross's Landing, Riverfront Nights. Hey, y'all want to do brunch tomorrow? That's where the weekend went bad. And not terrible, but not good. I have now decided that I am never drinking again. And I I, I mean this. Sure, you're not. Right. No, I, let me finish the sentence. I am never drinking again, especially on a Sunday, but most any day of the week, unless it's some kind of vacation throwaway day, liquor during the day it can't happen it cannot happen and um it's not difficult for me to not drink beer or seltzers or low alcohol you know be- malt beverages i don't really like malt beverages i like one or two and that's it then i want liquor 
I can't drink liquor during the day or it's going to ruin me. And uh, going to brunches was something I did pre-COVID all the time. Dan at the feed primarily was the one we went to most of the time and feeds my bar. So anytime I can go there and just, just kill it. Eat, you know, eat a bunch, drink a bunch, have a big time, bunch of friends, great environment, so much fun. And by five o'clock in the afternoon, the same thing happens every time. I'm a disaster. I'm passed out. I wake up at nine or 10 in the, at night. I wonder where I am. I wonder how I got there. I wonder how I'm going to get myself together to go to work the next day. Okay. So who didn't know that, right? So you drink too much, you get a hangover. It's now been happening for several years now that when I do this, when I start a brunch at noon and have a mimosa, which is always what how it works out because mimosas are delicious, and then a couple more, and then another drink, and then a beer, and then a gin and tonic, and next thing you know, it's late afternoon, and I'm sauced. Now, I'm keeping it together. I'm a very, very uh, uh, well-functioning drunk ass. But long-term for that evening into the day, it is turned into, and this is th- these are carbon copies every time. They're not hangovers. They're not hangovers. They're just body sickness, aches, and pains that are not able to even be described. They're not headaches. There's no, there's no like, vomiting or stomach or nausea or all the typical... Oh, I got my head hurts. Oh, I'm having such a terrible hangover. It's not that. It's pain in my bones and my joints. I don't know if it's the way I sleep when I do this. If I fall on the floor a few times and I forget later. I I don't know. I'm not proud of any of this. Okay? It doesn't happen if I don't drink liquor early in the day. And it's the same damn thing. Sinuses hit hard. Like, I'm just sick as a dog. It starts off early. And often, too. Listen to this. Monday morning, after that long day of Sunday drinking, which is primarily when these things happen. I don't do these things on Saturday or during the week or ever on a Friday. It'd primarily be a Sunday. When I wake up in the morning on Monday, I feel the best I'm going to feel for the whole day. The best I'm going to feel all day long is Monday morning when I get up for what it used to be, go to the radio or go to the other radio station or go wherever. And then by the middle of the day, I'm not eating because I have no appetite. I have pains throughout my body and it gets worse. And then by the time I get out of work, five or six o'clock, it's my early day at the day job on Mondays, and limp my stupid ass back home. I am, I finally eat something, some garbage of some kind, just because I can't bring myself to cook because I'm like, like my motor skills aren't working. This is weird. I mean, I tell you, it's the same thing every time. And I come home, and this is again carbon copy of all of them. And next thing you know, it's six or seven o'clock. And that's too early for me to go to bed. I'm an insomniac. I can't lay down at 6 or 7. I'll be up at 3, and then I'll be up till 5. And then normally, fatigue hits so hard, I can't not lay down. And I'm out in seconds. And then I wake up 2 or 3 hours later, and it's 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And then I'm having to take some melatonin. And then I'm in and out of nightmares all night. Literally. Maybe not nightmares, but not fun dreams. Oh, off and on. I remember getting up, seeing the clock at, uh, let's see, 9 o'clock was the first time when I woke up, then 11.30, then around 2, then around 5, then around 7, then around 10, I was out cold again in the middle of the morning. Up and down, up and down, just a mess. 
It happens that way every time. The timing is almost exactly the same every time. So there's only one thing to do. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. And I think I'm just now, this is 48 hours removed as I record this. I am having a gin and tonic as I do this right now because I can have a gin and tonic in the evening. I do that every damn night of my life. 48 hours. It took 48 solid hours. Didn't have anything to drink. Barely had anything to eat. And I'm finally not having as bad body pains as I had just because I drank liquor in the middle of the day on a Sunday. And damn it, man, I enjoy doing that. But those days are over. So a great weekend that started off with hashtag best day ever, even though it wasn't. It was still good. Ended up with the hashtag worst day ever, and it wasn't either. But I'm done with those. Sunday fun days are over. Don't ha- it's, a, it's a rough guideline number. No liquor before 7 p.m. I already knew that. I'm going to live and die by it now. Not quitting drinking. I'm not that responsible. Come on now. You know me. But I am done. I'll have a White Claw. Hell, I'll go out and hang out in the yard and go, go drink a White Claw. But I won't drink eight of them. I don't want eight of them. I want one. Liquor, on the other hand, mimosas, gin and tonic specifically, those things flow during the day on a pretty Sunday listening to music. It was a damn blast until it wasn't. I'm done with it. Thanks for listening to all that. Y'all have a good week. Uh, what's going on this weekend? Not much. Maybe I'll see you around. Maybe I won't. Love you. Mean it. Bye.